0: Welcome, everyone, to a Baseball America podcast. Coming college-style at you with Aaron Fitt and John Manuel. Thank you so much for the download. Follow Baseball America at twitter.com backslash baseballamerica. Email us at podcast at baseballamerica.com. Nowhere will you find college baseball coverage like you do at baseballamerica.com. That's because of the man on my right, Aaron Fitt. We've had a tremendous Monday, Aaron, as we're recording this Monday afternoon a tremendous Monday as the field was announced. The comments on our BaseballAmerica.com college blog, tremendous, intelligent, voluminous. We want to thank everybody who's gone there, but I think that's just a reaction to the coverage, Aaron. So as we're getting, as we're wrapping up the regular season and going to the postseason, I just want to thank you for a great job. And, I mean, you know, let's get ready to get ready to rumble for let's the postseason. It's unbelievable. It's uh, uh, That's the only wor- The worst thing about it is it means the college podcasts are coming to an end. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do on Mondays. It's, uh, it's an outrage. I'll have we, to do a Transactions we, podcast with Matt Eddie.
1: We should start doing some, some retro podcasts. We'll, we'll <laughs> take a look back at like the 1997 that would be uh, awesome. brackets and then break Another those down. Another
0: great weekend for J.D. Drew. He's on his <laughs> way to go 30-30. So, only 30-30 season in college. Yes, there it is. Division one history, J.D. Drew, 97. The but that's kind of hot. But you know what,
1: John? <laughs> the animals never sung for J.D. Drew like they sang for Buster.
0: I think you're probably right. I think the animals were almost created back then, so... Uh, that was a good Mike Martin impersonation. We've already had Denny Pope, uh, Dave Kylitz, and uh, Jim Morris today. I'm sure I've found a Jim Morris out there somewhere. So we might get loopy. It's been a long day, but a fun day, and we hope you enjoy it uh, with the podcast here. Let's just start off, Aaron, right now. We've we've written all about it and talked all about it. Not a, not the commit baseball committee's finest hour this year, and we're going to break down the regionals on the left-hand side of the bracket. As I look at my bracket, the left-hand side, starting with Texas's regional, TCU's, Georgia Techs, Florida, Arizona State, Clemson, East Carolina, and North Carolina. So we're going to work down those brackets. I do think it's notable, Aaron, that all the hosts are number one seeds. Um, I don't think that necessarily has to be the case. I know for a fact it doesn't have to be the case. And yet the committee just kind of took the easy way out with a lot of number one seeds, and some of them aren't deserving, in my opinion, and... Uh, I just don't get it. It's a very easy way out and not yeah. a thoughtful way, I don't think, the, this year.
1: The only, the only number one seed and host that I, I thought was not deserving was East Carolina. Uh, and, you know, not, that's not to say I don't like the Pirates. Right. But I, I just think... Uh, Body of work isn't there for me. They're five and seven against the RPI top fifty.
0: Would have made a lot more sense for Virginia to be the number one seed there, like yeah. you prognosticated.
1: And and you know they played uh, the two the two other really good teams in Conference USA were Rice and, and Tulane, By really good. I mean the, the next two teams behind East Carolina in the standings, in the standings correct? And, and and the Pirates lost to both of them. I mean, give them credit. They they. Took care of business against the lower part of the conference USA. That's why they won the league. Uh,
0: but I, there's not a ton they, of quality wins for They win the series at home against UCLA, or did they lose. They that lost series? that series. Yeah, just, <laughs> I like East Carolina. They're a scrappy ball club, but I'm surprised our number one seed. Well, let's start right at the top. The Texas regional at Austin, Texas. Texas, the number one seed. Texas State, the number two. Boston College, the number three. Army, the number four. Aaron, I think Texas has a cakewalk here. Yeah, it's
1: You know what? and Hey, Boston College is pretty good. I haven't seen Texas State. I've heard that they're a good team. I know that they, they're not going to back down from Texas. They've seen all these Big 12 teams. Yeah, they're a top kind of program. They've they won't got – you know what hurts them a little bit, though, is some of their power in the middle of the order, like uh, like Paul Goldschmidt, a little bit negated by that big ballpark out there. I think Boston College is better suited to compete – in, this, in that ballpark against Texas because it's, agree. A, it's a team that really um, can manufacture runs. Um, they're pretty fundamentally sound. They have some speed.
0: They have good left-handed pitching as well. I forget yeah. the sophomore, yeah. Pat, Pat Dean. Dean. Pat Dean, the sophomore lefty. He, I've seen him twice this year, the two games I've yeah. seen in BC. Both times I've seen Pat Dean. That guy's pretty good. He's going to be pretty good yep. Friday guy as a junior for them next year if what? he comes back. Mike what? Belfiore, who will be a high draft pick this year, you got a power arm who's versatile. I just like teams that have yep. they can throw a couple of different looks at you on the mound. They are, they certainly scrap. I, I'm impressed with BC. I think Texas State deserved a number two seed. I agree with you absolutely. I, and so that's they they you know they got what they deserve. We know Army can pitch. Joe has done a great job there. Uh, you know with or without uh, I already forget Fritz Hamburg. Just too much fun to say Fritz Hamburg's name. Uh, but I, I I I'll be stunned if Texas loses a game in this series. To be honest with you, I I I think okay. you're probably
1: right. I mean I wouldn't. The, the thing about it is there's no team with their kind of pitching depth. I mean I, you're not if you got if you got to get them you got to get to them early. You know, but and Army's is, not going to beat them in that first game, and 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 the other teams aren't going to have that kind of arms to beat them after that.
0: Well, this regional is matched up with the Fort Worth regional, which is hosted by Texas Christian TCU, the one seed Texas A and M, the two seed. Oregon State the three-seed, Wright State the four-seed. Aaron just right off the bat, the first regional they announced on the TV, uh, and you see on the bracket is the Texas regional. You're like, well, that's a pretty weak regional, all things considered. Seeing how B.C. hasn't been to regionals in 40-some years, plays on a a field that is the parking (laughs) lot for their football stadium. Right. And then you look at the next one, TCU deserved, I thought, better – (laughs) <laughs> they could have been a top eight national seed. I'm not saying they deserve to be, right? But if they'd won the Mountain West tournament, they would have had a case. They would have had a case. I think. I, I still think they would
1: have been a long shot.
0: I agree. But they did go to Fullerton, the number two sure. national seed, and win a series at the start of the year. That's a good resume.
1: Hey, I'll tell you. You gotta love the way Jim Schlossnagle scheduled this year, because not only did out. they did they win a series at Fullerton, they went to Ole Miss and they lost two of the, the games there to rain, but they the one game that, that they Ole played, Miss. they won. Yeah. Uh, they played Wichita State. I mean, they, they played they played good, good series. They
0: will play all comers. I was so
1: glad they got to host a regional. Those guys absolutely deserve it. I mean, I, I love a program them. like that that uh, uh, that really challenges itself and does well in, in, in the non conference schedule. And, and unlike Oklahoma State or Baylor or any of those kind of teams, teams, uh, not to hammer on them again, John, yeah. but, but unlike those teams, TCU backed up its good non-conference by actually winning
0: its league. Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, its league is easier than the Big 12, there's no doubt, yep. but its league isn't very different from the Pac-10. Yeah, how about this year. How about the, the Mountain West and the Pac-10 getting three bids apiece? It's, it's amazing. The Mountain West makes these inroads in other sports, and people talk about it there, but not the, now they're doing it in baseball. I mean, hey, look, Utah went in football and beat the snot out of Alabama, in a bowl game this year. Yeah. So, with all apologies to Tiffany Schwartz, BA uh, I- Alabama alumna and member of our production staff. She won't want to hear that, but oh well. But I mean, th- th- this is a great league. This is a league that six, seven, eight years ago was an afterthought league when yeah. it was created. It's a legit league, and it's, it's a legit in baseball now, too. And it's not getting. Any, and the biggest reason, though, that it's legit is Jim Schloss. Absolutely.
1: He's made everybody else have to elevate their game. And He and did it at UNLV,
0: much. and now he's doing it at TCU, yeah. and the guy is. Uh, you know we've talked about other assistant coaches and I'll be honest like when i was covering baseball uh, college baseball as a beat and we had other assistant coaches that we pumped up a little bit guys like uh you know i won't even name them because i don't want to cast a spurs on them guys who've gone on to become head coaches that have been solid head coaches or good or even disappointing head coaches Jim Schlossnagel was one that we pumped up, and he's been better than expected. He's he's, mm-hmm. a, he's, a, he's one of the top, probably, I'd say, top one of the top 10 or 15 coaches in America. And the only thing he doesn't have on his resume is an Omaha trip as a head coach. He's been there as an assistant at Tulane. He doesn't have an Omaha trip on well, his they resume. They need to win a regional Hey, but guess that. what? You know what? Same thing with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's won one regional sure. with Tim Corbin. Sure. Their AD calls him the, 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 the Tiger Woods of college baseball. I respect the heck out of Tim Corbin. He's done a tremendous job. Vanderbilt almost went after a... Rock A rocky season. Almost went and won the SEC tournament this week uh, or last week. But Jim Schlossnagel's uh, track record is just as good as Tim Corbin's. And that that's no skin off Corbin's. It's just Jim Schlossnagel's that good. So, right. uh, TCU, A&M, our preseason number one, Aaron. Oregon State, which won two national championships the last three years. And Wright State, which is a consistent regional team and, again, very well coached. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Wright State's not going to be intimidated because they go down they every year and, and play everybody in, in hostile environments.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Rob Cooper, correct? The Co- coach That's at right. uh, Wright State does a great job. Used to be at Oral Roberts, where they always play everybody anyway. So he's very steel to this kind of thing. Who do you like in this regional? Aaron, is A yeah. and M's uh, preseason talent finally going to play, or John? Or, you or is know, TCU, the favorite. You know been? I'm
1: stubborn. I'm stubborn. (laughs) I picked UCLA to get to Omaha last year, and I'm picking Texas A&M to win this regional this year. That's
0: why I threw it out like that. You
1: know, I mean, look, here's the thing. There's a lot of pitching in this regional. I mean, there's a lot of pitching. There's a lot of really good arms. We know Oregon State has great arms, although I don't know if anyone would have anticipated that the Beavers' best pitcher down the stretch would be Sam Gaviglio.
0: That is awesome because Sam Gaviglio even was a late sign, I'm pretty yeah. sure, to Oregon State last year. He was a kind of a late pop-up guy. And now the freshman has just taken over as their he's, ace, and he's, he's been dominant he's down the He's better than Tanner
1: Robles. He's better than uh, Peavy. He's better than, than well, PV's. <laughs> he's better than, than Jorge Reyes. I mean, he's the best pitcher on their staff. But I'll How about tell you, he's Tyler no Tyler
0: Waldron, who started the year as their number one guy. Yeah. hasn't he's fallen off the map. Josh Loach. Oh, well, I think I think Waldron nice was off. better
1: this weekend. I believe he beat Stanford on Sunday. Don't quote you're right, me on actually. that. No, I think you're right. But but uh, I'll tell you what, Sam Gaviglio has been good. He's no Brooks Raley, John. No, uh, he's not. The he Aggies are going to win hit. that first game. Um, And and they've just got so many arms. I mean, Texas A&M also has power arms on its pitching staff. So I think that's kind of a neat matchup. You could see some good mixing and matching there. Uh, But I just think the Aggies have more guys that they can really lean on. I mean, Alex Wilson back there is, you know, clearly a guy that they're not afraid to throw out there for three or four innings in relief and get a lot out of. He can impact multiple games in this regional. Um, You know, Ross Hales has has had a good year as a freshman lefty. He's
0: he's stepped up when they needed in the last couple weeks. You know, I hate to say step up, but that's what he's done. Kyle
1: and Kyle Thibow uh has has been much better down the stretch than he was early on. So
0: Well, that's not hard.
1: And I'll tell you what else. Texas A&M is scoring now. I mean, they they beat Oklahoma State 17 to 15 yep. in the Big 12 tournament and we know Oklahoma Oklahoma excuse me, Oklahoma. Uh and we know Oklahoma yeah, can I mean, Oklahoma State wasn't even in the Big yeah, Right, tournament. exactly. they are giving
0: them too much credit. Ooh.
1: So yeah, I mean I like the Aggies here. I mean, you know, TCU is going to be fired up to play at home. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if TCU won this regional, but uh I'm taking the Aggies.
0: I'm taking TCU. It does seem like some of their younger pitchers, they 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 had a rough patch in the middle of the season. They really haven't been individually as good as people thought they would be, but as a sum, they've been a little bit better I think than maybe even I thought they would be early in the year. They're they are mid, they've been in that 11 to 20 range pretty much all year. Yeah. Um I'm 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 leaning a little bit on TCU. I guess my main point is I just don't have faith in the Aggies. I don't have faith in that uh, senior laden team. Uh, now they have won a regional before. I guess the last two years they've won regionals and lost in supers. So it wouldn't shock me uh, to see them win. I think Oregon State going on the road for that regional is going to be a little bit tougher. I think, like you said, their advantage no. is their pitching, but their pitching depth does not exceed that no. of Texas A and M. So. I'm gonna or, a, or TCU for that matter. I think they probably have a little more pitching depth. Than they TCU both have a have lot of top odds. end. They have a little bit. They're a little bit better at the top. So I'm a little more experienced That's uh, true. in that case. So I'll take TCU though to win that regional. I think they're the most balanced team. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't think a And M's as good as we thought they were. So the. I, I'm going to stick with the Horned Frog, but that sure. is a very balanced regional. It's That's where I pay money to go see.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I I just think A and M. The the key for me is the way that they shuffled it down the stretch. I really like having Brody Green, you know, in your leadoff spot now. Colligan down in the middle of the order. Uh, hey,
0: Colligan man!
1: I mean, with Brooks Raley, he's a great number two hitter, and, and 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 I mean, it's it's the top of the order is strong to me. They're in, in a way they're built a little bit like Louisville, where they got yeah uh, they got like five really. Quality guys in the lineup, and then the rest of it is kind of pieced together a little more,
0: bit. De- more defense oriented players sure. as opposed which, to, to Which is fine. Yeah. I mean,
1: Adam Smith's going to be a heck of a player for them at shortstop. He's had a pretty solid freshman year.
0: Yeah, he's one heck of an economist as well. Uh, it's the Baseball America podcast. John Manuel and Aaron Fit, The Atlanta regional, Aaron, at r- the Rusty C, Russ Chandler Stadium. Georgia Tech, the one seed. Elon, the number two seed. Corky Palmer and Southern Miss, the number three seed. Georgia State, the number four seed. I'm going to admit right now that uh, Greg Frady's always been a personal favorite of mine, the head coach of yeah. Georgia State. I'm really happy to have Greg uh, get in the tournament. He's colorful. He's a good quote. Yeah. He's got a big-time draw. I've always kind of had a soft spot for Greg, uh, who used to be Mr. Transfer when he was a recruiting coordinator at, uh, at Central Florida. So good for him that Georgia State went and sure. won that tournament. Georgia State has a Canadian flair. So if you like Canadians, and I don't know why you wouldn't, you're going to like the Georgia State team because oh, uh, they, they've got uh, they've got a couple of uh, of Canadians on that roster. I think Georgia State's in the happy to be there category. I think Southern Miss is in the happy to be there category. Yeah. I, I think Elon and Georgia Tech is the whole point here, Aaron. And I just don't see Elon being more offensive at Georgia Tech's ballpark than Georgia Tech will be.
1: No, me neither. I mean, absolutely not. These are both power offenses, but Georgia Tech does it in the ACC, and Elon does it in the power-crazy SoCon.
0: Yeah, that league those
1: is... Every number in that league is inflated. I mean, it's all the more impressive to me that the Citadel, you know, was able to, to, to win series against Elon and College of Charleston and, 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 a... and Georgia Southern. I mean, Citadel had a really good case for regional, except case. the RPI kept them from really being in the discussion. But, boy, I mean, I like Citadel's resume. That's neither here nor there. That's right.
0: Um, it's unfortunate, but it's it's correct. They they weren't even brought up. Auburn somehow gets brought up. <laughs> I mean,
1: don't get me started. Repeatedly, yeah. Auburn
0: got brought up repeatedly in the conference call. Yeah. I think at one point I even said that's not. Let's not talk about Auburn anymore. I I liked,
1: f- I liked how you called Tim Weiser on that. I on mean,
0: that just they're just today. not even they just don't even deserve to be in this discussion. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm
1: sorry. But back to the the issue at hand. Georgia Tech. The difference is they've got they've got a bunch of power arms that Elon can't. Match. I mean, there's no way that Georgia Tech throws Deck McGuire in that first game. They'll save him for Elon. Uh, he'll be much more rested this week than he was in the ACC tournament where he was uh, on, on a day short rest. Uh, for the George- second straight week, by the way. For the second straight week, exactly. I think they compounded a little I bit. I think it did. Because, I mean, he was really good early against Florida, uh, against... Uh, Miami. Miami, he Miami. was great, he was no he was, hit yeah, for five innings. Exactly, and then he just kind of ran out of gas. But I don't see that happening this time. Uh, Elon can be shut down by a really good pitcher um, because they've got good college bats, but uh, they're not huge bat speed guys. Georgia Tech's going to roll here.
0: I think the Georgia Tech is going to roll. I think, like I said, there are a couple teams that are really just happy to be here. I will say kudos to Southern Mississippi for getting off the mat for losing four straight weekend series. Yeah. And getting to the finals of the Conference USA tournament,
1: I think you and I both thought they were done when Brian Dozier got hurt, their shortstop. Right.
0: And I think they might have thought they were done. And once they stopped thinking that, they rallied and won. The and and they earned their way in, and that they at least won games. I don't think that's you could say that for other teams. I agree with you; they weren't as deserving as Tulane. But they were I, much more deserving than Baylor and Oklahoma State. Not even a question. That's no that's question. where I'm headed. So I think that the other uh, part of this is that you know. Georgia State did play Georgia Tech one time this year and beat Georgia Tech ten to one at the Rusty C. Look out! Uh, now they played another game back at Georgia State eighteen two Yellow Jackets. So uh, you can throw the rival and throw it out the window when the two Atlanta schools get together. <laughs> and my guess is the Atlanta Journal Constitution will not have anyone at that game because there's no one left employed at the Atlanta Journal Constitution. So a shame. Um, next regional, little surprise that Florida's the number eight national seed. Very surprised, actually, that Florida the number eight national seed. I had them in the running. I knew they were in the running, but why are they a national seed and not yeah. Ole Miss for no, him? No, I
1: mean, that's a great point. Ole Miss uh, actually finished, I think, a, a game or a half game better in the SEC. Right, 20 and 10. And, and, Ole, Miss won, and 10. Ole Miss won a series at Florida, that's two it, out of that's three. The,
0: that's it. Head to head. I mean, the only other difference is the conference tournament. Yeah. And the non-conference schedule is not that different. And Florida
1: only won one game in the conference tournament. Ole Miss went 0-2. Right. But, I mean, Florida only won one. Neither of these, those Neither teams. one should have been a top It should have been Rice, team. and it should have been Florida State. I can I could see Oklahoma. Uh, I don't see Florida over Absolutely Rice. Absolutely should have been Rice. But
0: Rice kept on rolling, even with injuries. <laughs> anyway, Florida it's, regional. It's like,
1: it's like, I mean, can you imagine how Arizona State would have done without Mike Leak and Josh Spence for three quarters of the year? Yeah,
0: Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Um, but the Gators host; they're the number eight national, number eight national seed. Uh, number two, Miami. Uh, number three seed is Jacksonville, the Atlantic Sun one and done tournament champions. And number four is Bethune Cookman. Mm. Aaron, this is a pretty—you know—Florida is a really tough team to get a handle on. Just when you think Florida's playing well, they, they lay an egg. That's what happens when you rely so heavily on freshmen on the in the pitching staff. If there's any team pitching staff that will wind will will wear down late in the year, it's one that's so reliant on freshmen. And they have Steven Locke at the front, who's just a gritty-gutty kind of guy. They have Billy Bullock at the back, who's got a big-time arm and is a, a very good college closer. In the middle, they're a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get from these guys. Uh, I, yep. I'm tempted to pick Miami, but, boy, seeing them here for the first time this year, seeing them in the, in the ACC tournament, they are you know, crown them. They are who we thought they were. They're just they, they not that year, deep in terms of talent.
1: They finished the year exactly where they started. It John right outside the top twenty-five. Yeah. They were they were number twenty-three last week. They're not ranked this week. They're 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 a number two team and a fringe top twenty-five team.
0: You know I respect the University of Miami, but it's just not a it's not, not their best team. It's one of Jim Morris's no. best best coaching, a great coaching jobs. Job. But uh, if they were, you know, if I felt better about Jacksonville's pitching. In Jacksonville, for what it's worth, the Dolphins have got an all-star coaching staff. Sure, Terry Alexander's been there a long time. He knows the game. He knows his players. He knows what he wants out of them. Tim Montez, one of their recruiting coordinators, has done a, a great job everywhere he's been—Arkansas, Fresno, Northridge. He's 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 a proven winner. And then they got Todd Klaus, our 2007 Minor League Manager of the Year, as the other assistant coach there. That's right. As he's from Jacksonville, wanted to settle down a little bit and travel a little bit less. So if they're breaking down video, I would like their chances of dissecting and pulling off an upset here or two, and then we know Bethune can do yeah. it because they won two out of three against Miami. If, if
1: Bethune-Cookman is ever going to win a regional, and, and Merville Melendez the, has been talking about it for years, how he thinks his team actually has a legitimate regional uh, contender, uh, a team that can contend to win a regional, this is the year. because I agree. Because Florida is, I'm sorry, they're vulnerable. Miami is vulnerable. I mean, both those teams deserve to be one seed and two seed. They they earned it on Their the field. resumes are, resumes, yeah, no doubt. But. I don't see either one of these teams as a juggernaut. Uh, that said, I think I'm going to take Florida. I don't feel great about it, um, but uh, they are the home team. I mean, as if all else fails, yeah, they got swept by Miami at home uh, earlier this year, but I don't think they're going to forget that.
0: I'm taking Miami, and the main reason is they are left-handed on the mound. They can come at you with Hernandez, Nazario. They can match up with you out of the bullpen and Florida's lineup yeah. is pretty left-handed with Tucker and Den Decker. Uh I just I have a feeling that if I had to pick, you know, I just think Miami's going to win that reason I, I don't have really, I don't have a great reason for it. I think Miami can uh, they 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 showed that they can get hot when they need to. They did it against Deck McGuire. They played terribly the next two games. I'm that was inexplicable at the ACC tournament. Yeah. I think over the course of the season both those pro, you did, both those teams are just so up and down. I'm with you. I wouldn't be shocked if Bethune won it. I just don't trust. I can't pick Bethune, and I can't pick Jacksonville. If were, if they were a more attractive three or four seed here, I'd pick one. I think both Miami and Florida are very very willing to be had. But I'm going to take the, the Hurricanes here over the Gators. They did beat them head-to-head. That was up at McKeithen Stadium. I think Miami actually plays better when they're in a smaller ballpark like Florida's Yeah, because uh, they have some fringy kind of power guys. But I'm, I'm taking the Hurricanes to win this reason. That's a very reasonable pick. It's that, That's a very tough regional to, to pick. It's the Baseball America College podcast. John and Aaron pontificating on the left side of the bracket. We'll do the right side of the bracket later this week when we go over some kind of VOIP. We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, Arizona State is the five number five national seed, the Pac-10 champions again. The Sun Devils are the one seed, and they have got, frankly, Aaron, I think a cakewalk of a regional. The number two seed is Oral Roberts. (laughs) Traditional, very good program. Uh, Rob Walton does a tremendous job there. I cannot believe Oral Roberts is a two seed of all years this year. They probably have less talent on that team this year, especially position players than they've ever had during this run. Uh, The three seed is Cal Poly, which earned a three seed for sure, but is really a shell of its former self with the injuries they've had. And the four seed, the second most dangerous team in the regional, is Kent State. Yeah, I'm with you. Aaron, can Kent State pull off this upset, or is Arizona State just going to roll?
1: Here's the thing, John. Arizona State is going to throw Mike Leak against Kent State.
0: Yeah, they're going to.
1: And, I mean, they have to, don't they? I mean, I think they Kent have State to. is the best offensive team in this region. Cal no Poly is a good offensive team, but without Matt Jensen, Correct. they're not the same.
0: If Matt Jensen were there, all bets are off. Cal yeah. Poly would be a factor to win Sure.
1: This. it's in that ballpark. I'll tell you what, though. Kent State is well-suited to play in this ballpark. Oh, they're offensive. They're an offensive team. They have good college power hitters. Um. But who's going to beat Mike? You
0: know I love Greg Rohan.
1: Yeah, sure. Anthony Gallus, Jared Bartholomew, and Ben klawczynski they got physical, athletic players in this team. I actually like their offense, John,
0: in many ways
1: more than Arizona State's offense.
0: I agree with you. And if Kent State were at the Gainesville Regional, I'd pick them to win it. Uh, I would pick him to win it. <laughs> I mean, but they're not. They're at Arizona State. They're going to get Mike Leak. And they just you never
1: know which Brad Steelings you're going to get. He had a rotten second half, uh, but he, but he rallied pitched well in the well Mac tournament. The tournament. Uh, not great, but well. I mean, six, six innings, four he gave him a
0: quality start. Sure, he gave him a
1: very a solid outing. This guy's got power stuff. He can run up to 94 with a great slider. I mean, if he's on, they can beat Arizona State. That They've, said. they
0: got to get a run to do it. Yeah. Mike, it was, I wouldn't bet against Mike Leak. In an elimination that's game, it. that's it. Uh, that guy's just too good. Uh, now he could be worn down too. He was worn down in the last year. in The Super Regional didn't World show Joe. it last
1: week. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And he shut down Oregon State again. Uh, he's you know, tremendous. He's he's tremendous. That's why Arizona State's going to win this regionals, because they've got uh, the, they've got Mike Leak. That's my reason. And and, that's and enough. Uh, one more thing, Earl Roberts, John could be a factor because they do have three good arms.
0: Oral Roberts can really pitch. Oh, there's no doubt. I me- I made sure to mis- mention it's position player-wise. They just don't have, like, the Brian Van Kirk's or some of these thumpers yeah, they've had they in the past. And Ben they just... Petrolli, some of these right.
1: offensive guys.
0: Yeah, the guys I've had the last couple of years, those guys should have been a two-seed some of those years. I agree with you. Oral Roberts always had pretty good pitching and a really uh, impressive lineup. Now it's really more pitching... Uh, with Jerry Sullivan, the guy with the French name, please. LeMontagne, Andre LeMontagne. Andre LeMontagne, a Long Beach State transfer. And I forget the third pitcher who's had the best year of the three of these guys. I'm Indeed. blanking. Uh, uh, but uh, but or, the uh, point is, it's not that Oral Roberts can't pitch. It is, this is, for Oral Roberts to get a two-seed this year, it just, it's strange because they've had much better teams in the past.
1: You know, Oral Roberts, to me, uh, I'll tell you what, it's it's pretty surprising, I thought, that they're getting out of the state of Oklahoma when there's a regional and normal Yeah Norman. Uh, you know, it. Hey, maybe maybe they'll be inspired by that. Who knows? But uh, Arizona State—that's
0: State. one, one good thing the committee did this year. They mixed it up a little bit. We don't have all the same matchups, and that's good. That's good for college baseball. Right. The Clemson regional, as I like to call it, Clemson Tigers, the number one seed. Alabama, the number two. Uh, I almost feel like calling the Oklahoma State Cowboys like the Oklahoma City Thunder, like a team that just should inexplicably that shouldn't be here. But the Oklahoma State Cowboys are three. Tennessee Tech fighting AJ KJ's are four. Uh, Aaron, first off, Clemson's your personal cheese ball, so I'm penciling them in for you. Yeah, you know I'm going to take Clemson. My my preseason Omaha sleeper. Um, Alabama would be a really, I think, a chic pick for me to make. boy, the Jake Smith injury—that is a killer. And
1: not only is has he had a tremendous year, he's got power. He's a Great defensive third baseman, a college and he's been a, he's been an X factor off the mound. But this guy is the heart and soul of their team, from yeah, what I've been is. able to gather. He is. I mean, that loss was crippling. He tore some. Of course, if you missed it, he tore some tendons in his ankle. Uh, he's out for the rest of the postseason. He does not have to have surgery. That's good news for Jake. He's only out supposedly you know three to six weeks, but it's going to be long enough that he won't play this weekend.
0: Yeah, and it's a, it's a real shame because Alabama was a preseason top twenty five team, stumbled a little bit out of the gate with Del Howe, with Mono and their bullpen just didn't come together. Then Howe got right on the mound and got hot, and then mid season Jake Smith goes in the bullpen and really working. became the became the moment of truth guy. Other pieces fell in exactly, and uh, you know Austin High has been tremendous for them on Fridays. But they just don't have enough, I don't think, without Jake nah, Smith for me to pick them to win a regional on the road.
1: And you know, and if there's a team that has the arms that can that can keep their offense in, at bay in that first game, it's, it's your, Oklahoma your Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's like like Will Kimmy said today on the selection show, which was the, the best point I thought he made. You know, the, it the, wasn't beep beep beep. It wasn't beep beep beep. Uh, it was he was talking about the uh, uh, the committee. I guess Tim Weiser said one reason that Oklahoma State is in is because you know when it comes push comes to shove, who would I who do I want to play? Who do yeah, I not no. want to play? As Will said, hey, I wouldn't want to play Oklahoma State. They got great arms. Doesn't mean they deserve to be in. They didn't play their way in.
0: That's correct. That <laughs> rationale is an awful rationale. Awful. That's just another point we could make. That's another nail in the coffin for the case against this yeah. committee. It's just an awful <laughs> – there's some but, real the, – the inclusion of Oklahoma State is but there's be, no justification. You know what's
1: going to happen, John? It's going to drive me nuts. Oklahoma State is going to reach the regional final, and everyone's going to talk about how they made the committee look good because they put – just like what happened last year with Oklahoma. Right. Just no. because you make a run once you get in the regional doesn't mean you deserve to be there. Um, Absolutely so You're correct. not going to justify – I don't care if Oklahoma State wins a national championship.
0: Agree again. I completely agree with you again. I don't wish anything. It's nothing personal. It isn't anything it personal. Is, they finished ninth place <laughs> in their le- in their ten team league. I mean, I mean, it's just pretty. It's just pretty self evident that they don't deserve to be here. No, yeah. th- how can you reward a ninth place team? It doesn't make any sense. But it happened. It's over. It's done with. Uh, I like AJ Kirby Jones. I like Tennessee. Tech. as a scrappy little club, sure. but Clemson, I think, is the best team in this in this uh, division in this in this regional. And I have to. I, I respect Clemson's pluck. But mostly, I respect their depth of arms. If they had one more big bat, especially from the right side of the lineup, you'd really like. To, you, I, I would really like Clemson's chances to go to Omaha. But Kyle Parker's had a disappointing year. That's one thing they didn't factor into the preseason fit matrix. Was that Kyle Parker? Yeah. A would be whiny. He's whiny, and Is B. He? Oh, he every argued every ball or strike call. Two ACC tournament games, I watched him. And number two, the guy's swing and miss is ridiculous. I yeah. mean, he just swings and misses a lot, way too much. He did
1: hit some balls on the nose this weekend. I think he oh, might be he, close to breaking out.
0: If he does, that's great. He's hitting about 270. I would never throw him anything that doesn't have a wrinkle in it. Yeah. So, um, and Patrick Johnson didn't and struck him out with a game on the line, and Kyle Parker couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the truth. It, uh, that was disappointing because I think he's the key. So you're if taking Parker, Clemson too here. I'm taking Clemson, but I'm saying if Kyle Parker got hot, I could see Clemson getting Omaha. He yeah. To me, he's the key to the whole deal there. Uh, two more regionals to go over here on the Baseball America College podcast. The Greenville-North Cacalac regional, East Carolina the one seed, South Cackalack the number two seed, South Carolina, George Mason the number three seed, Binghamton the four seed, Aaron. Uh, interesting regional. Uh, East Carolina, I think we all felt great season. Uh, deserving of being uh, – having them as a regional host is no real big problem to me, although I think South Carolina deserved it just as much. More. I'm a little surprised that South Carolina didn't get the bid. South Carolina deserved package. it
1: much more, John. I'm sorry to inter- interject here, but it, to me, okay. this is a grudge match because South Carolina's got to be uh, frustrated Frustrated is, is the proper way to put it uh, with the way this went down. South Carolina went 18-14 and 14 against the RPI Top 50. East Carolina went 5-7. and seven. That's a pretty big difference. I'm positive South Carolina probably had the larger financial bid, which is, oh, e- I think that's even, more, which is even more even more of a head-scratcher, considering we know with Denny Pope, especially on this committee, it's it's really comes down to, to, the, to the bottom oh, I line. I should go there. to the
0: bottom line. And you know what, Aaron, you, do, you actually literally scratched your head. I did literally scratch that, my so head. So uh, it's literally a head-scratcher. Um, but, I, don't get uh, it. I don't get how East Carolina is a one-seed. I don't get how they're yeah. a host over South Carolina. Or Kansas
1: State. I mean, Kansas State's... It's well more deserving than East Carolina. East Carolina didn't win any quality series this year.
0: That said, that said, East Carolina is veteran. Yep, they can hit, they defend. Their pitching has come around second half of the season. They're just not. They don't excel in any area. But I wouldn't say they have a glaring weakness in any area.
1: Yeah, uh, as much as I don't think East Carolina deserved to host over these other teams. They're gonna win this regional, John. Wow. They're gonna be fired up to go in Greenville. Uh you know, they've been waiting for this for a long time. The fans yeah, are gonna be crazy. A great there. Uh, they and, might have and one I, of the
0: biggest home field advantages of any team in this tournament.
1: Yeah, it's up. I mean, it's absolutely because up it there. matters
0: so much to them. It
1: matters, it matters far probably more than it should. But
0: uh, <laughs> it matters a lot. Dude, we're sitting here talking about college baseball for thirty minutes. Yeah, fair so. point. But but to us too.
1: now I agree with you that East Carolina is, is a good team. I mean, I've seen them quite a bit this year. I love their lineup. They've got power hitters. They've got speed. I mean, Trent Whitehead, I think, is a very underrated player at the he top is. of that lineup. He's he every time I see that guy, he's got like four hits and he can hit the ball hard too. Not he's kind just of a, a
0: Jordan. Henry starter kit. Not quite the he's, runner that Jordan he's Henry. He's not quite is. the runner
1: and, and and I think he's got more strength than Jordan Henry. He's just he's a really good player. Uh, Devin Harris could be key for them lower in the lineup. He kind of struggled down the stretch, but he's their he most did. talented player. He's a draft um,
0: sophomore he has got a chance to chance to go a single-digit pick if he finishes yeah. strong.
1: But I but I love the the power in the middle, the veterans especially, Bats, Stephen Bats, and Kyle Roller, those guys are really good players. Uh, on the mound, I mean the Pirates have um,
0: still, Sowers and Seth Manis are still like their. Well,
1: it's it, it's not really Sowers as much. It is is Manis. Chris Heston's have been really good for them. Hasn't lost this so year. Two coach transfers coming. Yeah.
0: a nice part of their weekend rotation. And
1: Brad Mincy, you know, just a really good uh, uh, three quarters kind of guy. Slings it in there. Deceptive. I mean, he's he's been a really good Sunday. They can, so they've got three good starters. Right. There. That's the
0: thing. That, again, to me, they don't have they don't excel anyway. I think South Carolina is going to get this done. I think South Carolina is much greater than the sum of their parts. I think Ray Tanner's done maybe his best coaching job this year. I think you, I think you were on the money assessing their talent in the preseason when the fit matrix had them out of the 64 team field. They have coached up those players, and this team is better than it really has any yeah. business being. But it's the same, a lot of the same formulas for them. They have a power arm or two, not they, more than they usually have with Sam Dyson actually, but they have power bats. I think that Ray Tanner's a great hitting coach. Especially at the college level. He gets these guys to really just uh, – he gets guys to become really good offensive players in the Southeastern Conference. And, I just think that they're – I think the Conference USA SEC difference yeah. is where this is going to work in. I don't think South Carolina is going to panic in any situation in this event. They haven't won a regional in four years, I think it is. I think, it's, I think They they're do due. seem like they're due. I think they're due. I think South Carolina is going to get this job done. I
1: will say this. Nick Ebert seems like the kind of guy who could really really take advantage of that ballpark in Greenville. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jackie Bradley, Jr. They got a lot of sluggers now. And so
0: Angelo Mack, one of the more improved players in the, in the Southeastern Conference this year.
1: The key is, will Tanner decide to hold Sam Dyson for the second game? I mean, George Mason, you He's don't want to overlook to. those guys.
0: No, but I think you want to get into a slugfest with George Mason. George Mason can slug with I know Krieger can, and Boer and those guys. But I think South Carolina can slug with them. Yeah, you probably I, right. I th- so I think South Carolina rolls the dice. They're going to roll the bones. They're going to hold Dyson for East Carolina. I'm picking the Gamecocks. That's one of the few ones we've we disagreed on so far. But I'm, I'm picking the Gamecocks to win that because I just think that they have improved over the course of the season. They're a better team now than they were a month ago. And a month ago they were better than they were two months prior to that. And I really respect that. I think, they're, they're, I think their curve is still going up.
1: Don't be shocked if South Carolina holds Dyson and then they lose to George Mason.
0: That's possible. It's a trap game. It's a trap. Let's finish up the podcast with the North Carolina regional, the Chapel Hill regional. The number four national seed North Carolina, with the number two na- uh, number two seed coastal Carolina, the number three Kansas, and the number four the big green of Dartmouth, North Carolina, I think Aaron has gotten a couple of easier regionals the last few years than they 've hosted yeah a little tougher this year with coastal Carolina, we all know that 's a legit two seed they were in a super regional last year. And Coastal's a solid program, year in, year out, getting to regionals. Kansas is a very legitimate three seed. I know Kansas played a lower RPI because they're in Kansas. And guess what? They play some teams like South Dakota State and those kind of things because of geography and, and want to have some home games. And that's who you have to play at Kansas. You can't get yeah. Southern teams to come to Kansas. Because right. it's cold and, you know, in, in Kansas. So, uh, But Kansas is a legit three seed that's swept Texas. That's a three seed that's swept the number one seed in the whole country. Uh, is North Carolina going to win this regional, or is North Carolina uh, vulnerable here? North Carolina is going to win this regional. There, there aren't any. they're they got lucky in
1: insofar as there are no dominant lefties here that, that are going to shut them down. I mean, it's uh,
0: you know, coastals is very right-handed leaning on the mound. So is Kansas. So is Kansas. Uh, um, it's the only thing I looked up on Kansas. How many left-handers do they have? Can they beat North Carolina with some lefties? I don't think they have enough.
1: And I'll tell you what. Looking ahead, if it's East Carolina or if it's South Carolina, there aren't a lot of I guess South Carolina's got Nolan Belcher. Maybe he'd be the key guy for them as a little tiny freshman left-hander. But uh, there aren't a lot of lefties standing between North Carolina and Omaha right now.
0: I agree. I and think I think Car- it takes
1: a good lefty to beat North Carolina. Really, I mean, I, it,
0: I, I think North Carolina uh, got. I, I don't know if they earned being the number four seed. For me, they should. They aren't the fourth best team. They they are being a top eight national seed yeah. still. But I don't know if they're the four. I think Florida State's more deserving. Uh, frankly, I think Virginia's more deserving. Honestly, Virginia played North Carolina four times head-to-head, split the four games. They won exactly the same number of ACC games. I, I almost would have taken Virginia. Virginia could be clearly a number one seed. Should have been a number one seed. Inexplicable, they're not. More inexplicable, they've been sent to Irvine, but that's for another podcast. I am more
1: impressed with with North Carolina's body of work, though, John. Slightly
0: I mean, more impressed. But they also play – they're closer to better teams than Virginia's. Sure, sure. Virginia should play a better non-conference schedule. There's no doubt. No one's disputing that. But UNC also won better conference series. I mean, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Miami. Uh, you know, Virginia's best series was 1-1-1 and at Georgia Tech. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point until the last week of the season. Right. And they just played like, – I'm having a hard time shaking the fact that Virginia's, I think, got more depth – in the lineup, better lineup than North Carolina. More variety, more different ways they could beat They've you. They got a better
1: offense than North Carolina. No question. Way better
0: offense, and they just they humbled Alex White. They humiliated Alex White the other day, and they and they humbled Brian Moran too. And those two guys are really good. So uh, I think North Carolina is vulnerable, but not with these matchups. I think from a matchup perspective, North Carolina got a great regional for it for it, yeah. and a great super regional matchup. So yeah. I agree with you. I think the North Carolina is going to be on on pace for fourth. Straight trip to Omaha, and, and you know
1: what else? I, I mean, I, I, I think maybe I'm in the minority on this one. I feel like all year long, yeah, North Carolina, it, I, they've had their hiccups. They're not as dominant as they were last year or the year before that. But I don't think vulnerable is, you know, is necessarily that that accurate. I mean, I, I think they're going to be there again, and, and they struggle to
0: score against good teams. Georgia, I mean, Clemson, and. Uh, Florida they still State won the this games. I mean, they did win. The, no, they won one of the games. Uh, I mean,
1: earlier this year, I guess.
0: So. But no, yeah, but not this week. Yeah. They struggled yeah. to score. With Mark Fleury struggling yeah. a little bit at the plate, I think North Carolina I just think with their experience,
1: their, their Omaha experience, I mean, I'm they've got, they got the best hitter in the country and, and a great arm in Alex White and, you know, Kyle Seeger and Mark Fleury. These guys Adam Warren. Key, Adam Warren, these key core guys have been to the College World Series repeatedly.
0: Don't I just think that's a huge factor. I think they're, I think they're going to Omaha. How about the Arizona State, Clemson, those two regionals? I think Arizona State's going to Omaha this year. If John, with Josh Spence back, especially, I think Arizona State's going to Omaha. You know, he's got two weeks to get right for Clemson or the winner of that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't. This is the this is the toughest one for me because I, I think Arizona State's pretty good, but um, I just think Clemson. Uh, you know, I think I think they really could find a way out there. I really do. I mean, they, you know, Hey Fresno did. They've come very close to putting it together all year long. They've been, you know, and they they did play well down the stretch. Um, you know, they, I think finally they're they're ready to take that step forward. I I think that they've got enough bats to take advantage of the of the dimensions out there and, and
0: You've been and a believer in Clemson all along. Why stop now?
1: They've got the arms. I mean, I, it's one of those weird staffs where um <laughs> They don't have front line guys, but they've just no. got so many arms. Pitcher to throw number eight
0: is right. just as good as pitcher number one. Yeah. for Clemson right now, I agree. How about the? Uh, so you're picking Clemson. I'm picking Arizona State. How about the Georgia Tech and Florida brackets?
1: Georgia Tech is an easy call here.
0: I think so too. I think Georgia Tech, despite its shortcomings on the mound, so you're three. You're going three ACC teams so far over here, and the Texas bracket and the TCU bracket. I'm going with the Longhorns, and I will take uh, the Aggies. <laughs> Aaron fit consistent to the very end. But, hey, let's face it, uh, you, 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 I think you've been all over it this year. So, it is a pleasure working with you. You're getting ready to go on the road for a long time. You're going to Orange County for the Irvine and Fullerton regionals. I believe I'll be in Greenville for the East Cackalack regional. We'll have people at sure. the regional also here in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, down the road. And there's one of the regional we're going to be at. I forget. Oh, no, that's two for you and then two here. At least four regionals that Baseball America will be at in person it's a fun time of year. But, Aaron, just keep up the great work. We, I hope everyone out there is enjoying it. I know I am. So, for Aaron Fit, I'm John Manuel. We'll see you on the next Baseball America podcast where we break down the right side of the bracket. Until then, so long, everybody.